Time for Action Line. I am Dano filling in for Kevin Allen. And in the studio today, we have JPD. I have Lieutenant Jeremy Weske right across from me. And first and foremost, just want to say thank you for everything you do and the police department does. JPD. So thank you for that, Lieutenant Weske. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Of course. Always want to get that out. Well, it's starting to get nicer outside. So, I mean probably busier for JPD. Is that normally how that works? Yeah. Summertime, we can see a little increase in calls. Uh, again, this year we're going to have cruise ships back. So we'll have a lot more people in town that usually provides a bit of a bump for us as well. So deployment should be coming up. I'm trying to keep track of my holidays here and then we'll have Memorial Day coming up, Sober Grad coming up, and I'm even noticing guys on Egan. So let's talk about some of the deployments coming up, especially for Memorial Day, which is always a huge time around here in Juneau. Sure. Yeah. We, uh, we staff extra on Memorial Day. It's been uh, it's traditionally the same weekend as graduation. You have people uh, out the road having a good time. We just want to make sure everybody's safe. So this year, same as the last uh, few years, we'll have the what we call the MIC or our Mobile Incident Command, that big RV looking thing that'll be parked out the road. We'll have uh, four extra officers on duty on the 27th, 28th, and 29th of May. Uh, they're mostly to be running out the road, just making sure everybody's being safe. Um, and then SafeGrad is on the 29th as well. Um, so that's uh, that will go on, I think, from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. Um, but yeah, we'll have, we'll have increased patrols and uh, just making sure everybody has a good, safe holiday weekend. Now, does JPD ever do... Um basically drunk driving checkpoints or things like that? We don't do checkpoints, um, but we'll do increased patrols. So we'll, sometimes that's something like this for Memorial Day where we're just staffing extra. Sometimes that comes from a grant. So you'll have DUI grants. Uh, we'll put more officers out on the street for that. Uh, checkpoints, no, but we do we do have increased patrols at times. And is that how click it to ticket kind of works too with the grants and things? Yep, exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly the same way on that. Okay. And obviously we're going to have a full tourist season. So a lot of people are wondering about downtown officers and how that's going to work exactly. Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll actually have uh, a little extra this year. So we'll have our two downtown officers and those officers now work uh, part downtown and they also spend time in the valley uh, after the move to the Glory Hall. Uh, They'll spend some time now um, in that general area. But uh, this summer we'll have a third downtown officer working. So we'll have uh, a lot of coverage um, for the for the increased population here during cruise ship season. Okay, and can you explain the Glory Hall and Teal Street coverage a little bit more? Because this is something people always talk about, thinking that they, you know more coverage needs to happen around the Glory Hall and Teal Street. So it sounds like it is. Yep, just like um, what was happening downtown where you had a walking beat officer who was spending uh, his entire shift in that area. Those same officers are now kind of splitting up their day. So they'll spend some time doing the walking beat downtown. Then they'll move and do some time doing their beat uh, by the Glory Hall. Uh, We call it the airport commercial district. And uh, so now we'll have we currently have two officers who do that during the summer. We'll have three that are doing that. So will all three of them rotate kind of? Yep. Okay. then is that based on just schedules of when you think it's going to be busy downtown then over at the Glory Hall or how does that work? I guess, yeah. are you going in correspondence with the cruise ships coming in or how does that work? Uh, well, as far as their day-to-day schedule goes, that's set up far in advance. Uh, but what they do during the day, yeah, it's called dependent. So if there's more to do downtown, maybe we have a, a heavier cruise ship day in, they'll spend a little more time downtown. Uh, if we're having 
some extra issues in the valley in that airport area, they may spend more time there. But that the way they divvy up the day is kind of up to them and what calls are coming in. And I'm noticing a lot more guys on Egan right now as it's starting to get warmer out there. Yeah, you know, as the weather improves, uh, we get towards summertime, we get a little uh, increased speed on our bigger roads. So we are out, we are paying attention, just asking people to um, follow the speed limit, drive safely, and, uh, and you probably won't see us. There you go. It's that easy to do to avoid it. So when it comes to other things going on with JPD right now, how is recruiting going and things like that? Recruiting is going pretty well. We um, we always do a fairly good job of getting people in the door for applications. The tough part is it's a really difficult process. And uh, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's about 10% of applicants who start the process actually make it through to become a police officer. So um, we're always looking for more people to apply. We uh, we know that there are a lot of good candidates here in town. We love having in-town applicants because they're familiar with Juno, familiar with all the great things about Juno and all the things that sometimes uh, drive people to move away. So uh, if you know somebody, if, you've, if you're friends with somebody that you think would be good, even if they haven't ever mentioned it before, but you think they'd be good for it, please mention it to them. It's a great job. It's a great career. Uh, and we need the help. Well, and I think the most important thing is there. this is a career and it's got great benefits. It can do a lot for you and your family. So I guess you going through this cadet program at one time in your career, I guess, what makes it so hard? Oh, the cadet program. Yeah. Well, okay. So the, uh, well, let's talk about the training for the police. Then we'll get into the oh, cadet program. Yeah. Um, well, the training, the training, once you're in the door, the training is difficult, but it's not anything that, uh, that can't be done. You know, you, you, you come in pretty much a blank slate and we teach you everything or the academy teaches you everything that you need to know. Um, it's difficult. The, the academy is time consuming. It's early mornings, it's late nights, but it's a very, in, in the grand scheme of things in a 25 year career, that's a really short amount of time you're spending over there. And it's giving you the skills to have a career that will last you a lifetime. And one of the things that we've been talking about lately is the fact that this career provides so many different opportunities. So for me personally, I came in working patrol, but then I got to be a drug cop. I got to be a, a polygrapher, a polygraph examiner. I got to be on the bomb squad. I got to uh, work in accident reconstruction. I got to be a sergeant. I got to be a field training officer. So you may for 25 years be a Juno police officer, but inside of that career, you're gonna do four, five, six different things that will provide you different skills, uh, just a different outlook throughout your career. So it's, it's real varied in that way. Well, and it sounds like if you just have a lot of dedication and something you really want to do, you can get through it. And it sounds like you got some brothers and people there that can help you through it as well. Yep, absolutely. You come in with the right attitude and we will get you trained up, no problem. Yeah, and that's what I really like. So I think that's a good segue into the cadet program. So how's that going? The cadet program, we're, uh, we're pretty close to getting it up and running. Sergeant Chris Gifford has done a fantastic job heading that up. Uh, Sergeant Gifford and myself and uh, another officer were actually part of the previous Explorer program back when it existed in the 90s, I think it was. Um, so starting in mid-May, I think we're gonna start accepting applications for the cadet program. It's available to anyone who's 16 to 20 years old and who has an interest in law enforcement. Uh, we hope that the program gets up and running about mid-July. Um, if you have someone that's interested and wants to get signed up, we don't want to uh, 
make you wait and have you forget. So if you're interested, you can let Sergeant Chris Gifford know. Uh, you can uh, just call the police department and ask to be transferred to him. Um, and he'll get you on a list. That way, when the applications do come out, he can contact you, get you an application, and, and get you set up for the program. Well, I think this is a really cool program that will hopefully fast track people into becoming JPD officers, and that's kind of the goal here. Yeah, it's uh, you know, there's a, there's going to be a gap, right? So so we can't hire anybody till they're 21 years old, but it gives you a really good idea of what a police officer does. It gives you some basic training in what we do. You know, you learn the phonetic alphabet, you learn our radio codes. Uh, so when you come and actually uh, work as a police officer, you have some of that knowledge already uh, there in your brain and it makes your transition a lot easier. Uh, we have, like I said, three officers now. Uh, well, they're actually two sergeants and me who went through the Explorer program. So it is a, it's an effective program, it works. Um, and we really hope that people take advantage of it. Yeah, that's where my sister got started, and she's in law enforcement, actually, in a cadet program. So okay, it good. is definitely a program that works, and if you have a goal and a mindset, and this is something you want to do, there's definitely some help along the way that can help you. We're talking with Lieutenant Jeremy Weskey from JPD right now. We'll be back with more Action Line after the break. Sitting in for Kevin Allen, I am Dano, and I have JPD in the studio talking to Lieutenant Jeremy Weskey. Something I was wondering, Lieutenant Weskey, with the tourism coming in, and especially because it's supposed to be a big tourism year, I was wondering, do we see an increase in calls while cruise ships are actually in? That's a good question. We we do see an increase in calls in the summer, um, but those calls, they're not really related to the tourists. I mean, we get more foot traffic downtown, but the tourists are not causing issues. Um, they're just enjoying their time. Um, and uh, So there's no real problem from the tourists coming off the ships, so to speak. No, no. There would be, be a very rare occurrence for, for a tourist to cause a problem. They're just enjoying themselves, buying some stuff and heading back out on the ship. But, of course, that's why you'll have some downtown officers down there just in case something does happen, right? Absolutely. Better safe yeah. than sorry, right? And it is a lot of people to, to manage and a lot more foot traffic. And so we do we do want to have extra people down there to make sure everything runs smoothly. Yeah, it's probably good to keep an eye on that type of stuff. Yeah, for sure. And it's that special time of year as it's getting nice out. Studded tires got to be coming off right now. You pulling over a lot of people for that or what? It is. We are past the date, April 15th, I believe. Tax day was the day for uh, studded tires to come off. So if you haven't done it yet, please make sure that you do it. Um, we will start ticketing people and it is not uh it's not an inexpensive ticket so make sure you get those taken off oh and it destroys the roads too i can't believe how much money we have to repair our roads every single year from damage from studded tires millions of dollars yeah it it tears them up really fast yes it does so make sure you get those studded tires off is there anything uh people should be aware of too right now too as we're getting into the spring season and things maybe you know officers are looking for things like that no, nothing, nothing different. I mean, like we talked about earlier, you, we're going to be doing some speed enforcement here um, over the holiday weekends. Uh, drunk driving enforcement might ramp up a little bit, but the rules are the same, whether it's winter or summer outside of that sort of tire rule. We just ask people to drive safe and uh, make sure everything, everything uh, runs smoothly on the roads. Something I really want to touch on is the annual awards are coming up. So why don't we dive into that a little bit? Sure. Yeah, we uh, we just had our annual awards announced. We have four awards. So we have a dispatcher of the year, an officer of the year, a civilian of the year, and a leader of the year. Uh, this year, our dispatcher of the year was Sarah Dallas. Uh, she was a police officer with us at one point, and she's a dispatcher now. She has a great job, keeps, up, keeps all of our officers safe. 
Um, and so she, she had a lot of recommendations and, and won that award. Um, Sergeant Matt Dubois won our uh, leader of the year. He's currently the investigations sergeant. He's got a real heart and mind for that investigations unit. He worked as a, as a detective for a long time, uh, and he's just done a great job of uh, working some really big, really important cases, making sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And uh, and he he does a really fantastic job. We're lucky to have him back there. Uh, our officer of the year is Officer Hannah Malone. She came to us, I feel like maybe seven years back. You may have just heard her recently on the radio. Uh, she did one of the ads. Um, she's great, got a really good attitude, uh, and she does really good work. Um, always looking out for the best, uh, for our community the best way that she can. and uh, and really proud of her as well. And lastly, the fastest person to ever win an of the year <laughs> award was Oscar Godinez. He, uh, he came in and, uh, took over as, uh, the janitor for the general police department. We, we had not had one for a little bit and he came in and he quickly became everybody's best friend because, uh, we were, we were struggling there for a bit. Uh, super friendly guy, love him to death. And I, he, he hasn't even worked there a full year and he got the of the year awards. So that tells you just what an impact he made immediately on all the people there. No, that's really special to hear. So how are these chosen exactly? Is it just voted among people around the department or? Yep, the chief will put out an email asking for uh, nominations and after the time has passed, he looks at the nominations, reads them over. It's not, you know, just based on how many you get, but the quality of the nominations that you get. And then uh, he makes a decision on, on who the awards go to. That's really cool to see. That's really cool to hear. So one more time, because they deserve the credit. Yeah, That's one more time. We got uh, Dispatch of the Year, Sarah Dallas. Leader of the Year, Matt Dubois. Officer of the Year, Hannah Malone. Civilian of the Year, Oscar Godinez. And... Thank you to all of them and congratulations. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything they're doing. Definitely well-deserved. Now, let's talk about some of the services that the JPD has, because obviously you're not just out there pulling people over. That's not your only job, <laughs> 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 which, you know, some people I think might see that. But obviously you're doing a lot more for the community. Like one thing I didn't know when I was going to the website over at juno.org forward slash police, there's a vacation watch that you do, which I think is really cool that JPD does as a service to the community. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, people see us doing traffic because it's the most visible, but we do do a lot more than that. Uh, the Vacation Watch is a nice program that we have. If you're going to be leaving on vacation and you'd like a little extra attention on your house, you can uh, get a form filled out, get yourself set up for an extra patrol, and we will, uh, when we can, go out there, make sure everything's looking good, make sure all your doors are still there, all your windows are still there, and we'll call you if, uh, if anything happens. And it seems like a pretty process or a pretty easy process to do. You just fill out the registration form and go from there. Yep. We try to make it as simple as possible for people. Now, what other types of services that you think you might be doing that other people don't know about? Because that's a really cool one. Yeah. Well, along that same lines, you know, if you have if you have an area in town that you're um, noticing a lot of increased criminal activity or um, you're just having an issue, you can call us. We can do extra patrol requests. And so we can set those up for a couple of weeks. That way you'll get a little extra police presence. Um, gosh, we have so many programs. We have the uh, ARC program, which is our at-risk community member program. So if you, if you know someone who has a profound disability and they may end up out in the community and unable to communicate uh, where they need to go to be safe, we have a program for that. You can, you can get your loved one signed up for that. And, uh, and that way um, we can make sure that, that they get where they need to be. 
uh, I, you know, I'm blanking on any others, but if you have any others you want to talk about, I'm happy to talk about no, you do things questions. like bike registration, car seat inspections, you know, little things like that that are really important for the community that maybe the community doesn't see all the time. So that's kind of why I wanted to highlight some of that. Yeah, the bike registration is a good one too to bring up here in the summertime as people will be out on their bikes more. You can register your bike and your serial number with us. So in the event it gets uh, stolen uh, and then dumped on the side of the road, which unfortunately happens uh, too often, we uh, have a way to get in touch with you and make sure you get your bike back. I know a lot of those can be pretty expensive. Well, and even when you go over to the website too, you know, it's how do I do citation appeals? There's a lot of information on there. Like if you want to learn how to file a report or impound auction or records request, it's all there and easy to do on the website. Yep. We try and make it as, as easily accessible as possible for you. And of course, recruitment information there as well. Annual reports, because you're always releasing reports too on the community and crime around there too, which I think is very important that people, you know, are able to look at. Yeah, for sure. So obviously you have some things coming up too. I want to talk about the next JPD unclaimed vehicle online auction. That's going to begin on Monday, May 16th. And you actually have the list of vehicles out right now. You put it on the Facebook page, Twitter, and it's up on the website too. So I guess what exactly is an unclaimed vehicle? I was wondering this. You know, that's <laughs> you're going to get into a subject that's that's uh, far more complicated than <laughs> I'm able to talk about. There are a lot of rules and regulations and city ordinances and state statutes that go into what defines an unclaimed vehicle. Generally speaking, we will uh, have a vehicle that's impounded for a variety of reasons. Uh, and then over the next few months, someone doesn't come to claim it. Um, or just flat out says they don't want it. And at that point, we have to do something with it. So if the vehicle is uh, in good enough condition that we can auction it off, we do that. If the vehicle is not in good condition and needs to be junked, we will take care of that as well. And in this case, we're auctioning off vehicles that are in good enough shape that you could drive them. Yeah, so this doesn't mean leave a junker car out there and JPD's going to take care of it. No, absolutely not. You'll still, <laughs> yeah, you'll don't still, do that. You'll still find a bill, uh, <laughs> but, but we got to get the cars out of our impound lot eventually. Exactly. Another big thing you do, and it's coming up on April 30th, is the DEA National Prescription Drug Take Back Day, which JPD will be taking part in. Yeah, the, those happen, I believe, every quarter. Um, there, are, uh, there are a lot of prescribed medications that end up sitting in uh, cabinets or getting thrown in the trash. And the best way that you can dispose of those is to bring them into JPD. We will get them shipped off and disposed of properly. That way they don't contaminate any water systems. That way they don't end up in, in the wrong hands. You know, if we think back uh, a couple of decades to, to the big opioid crisis, uh, a lot of it stemmed from having readily available medications in family members' cabinets or strangers' cabinets. And uh, and so we want to take all that medication that people aren't using and get rid of it so it's it can't be misused. And it doesn't and it doesn't matter if it's labeled or anything like that. I know some people kind of freak out like, oh, there's no label on this or anything. It doesn't matter what it is. You can turn it in, right? Yeah, we don't even look at it. You just come in and throw it in the bin and uh, and we get rid of it. We don't we don't inventory it. We don't do any of that. We just we just take it and get rid of it for you. Yep. So you can actually look forward to that on April 30th. And of course, we'll have more information here on KINY about that. Uh, Lieutenant Weske, as we're starting to wind things down, let's remind people one more time about the cadet program. And if people are interested in joining JPD, how they can do that. Sure. I'd love to. So um, you can just keep an eye on the website. Uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page. Sometime mid-May, an application process will come out. If you want to make sure that you uh, get ahead of the get ahead of it a little bit, you can um, call JPD and ask for Sergeant Chris Gifford, and he'll get you on a list so that when the applications do come out, he can remind you. Again, it's for people who are 16 to 20 years old. 
Um, there is a there is a GPA requirement. It's pretty low, but we want to make sure that you're still paying attention to your schooling. And so there are a few things that you need to make sure you take care of. Um, but you'll apply, hopefully get accepted, and then we'll get you into the program and you can learn all about being a police officer. And of course, if somebody is interested right now in joining JPD, how can they go about that? The first step is uh, to go to joinjpd.com and uh, the application um, steps are on there. It's a pretty simple process. You fill out your application and then you take a physical test, a written test, and an oral board. If you pass those, you move on to the next steps in the process. It, I, I can't stress enough that it's really not uh, a difficult process technically, right? I mean, there's just a, a physical test, that written test, um, and the oral board, those things you have to be, you, you have to be able to pass them. But I think people expect that the application process is going to be this big animal, this big beast, and it's really not. Um, so if you're thinking about it, don't hesitate, uh, take a look online, apply and try the process. And if you don't make it, that's okay. You can always try again. Um, but it's best to try and get your foot in the door, get moving on it and, uh, and end up with a career that you'll have for your entire life. Very well put. Lieutenant Jeremy Weske from the Juno Police Department. I want to thank you for coming in today. And again, thank you for your services and everyone in the department. Thank you. I appreciate it. You can, of course, download past episodes of Action Line over at KINYradio.com. We'll be back tomorrow with more Action Line.